This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Friday, April 2nd, 2021, wherever and however you're connected. Always great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Dennis Pitta's sworn enemy, Jerem Jordan. I don't know what I did to Dennis, but uh, yeah, just coming after me yesterday. How about that? But uh, it's glad to see. I'm glad to see that Dennis finally did something that someone paid attention to. It's it's tremendous for Dennis. That's How about great. that? Yeah, he did point out that he thought the shoes that he had to fill were not that big. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, watch the episode and see if they were big. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Dennis. Dennis. <laughs> he did admit. Not as easy as some people might think it is to do an hour-long show every I've never day. claimed being a tight end in the NFL was easy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Amen to that. Here's your jam-packed Friday show lineup. The NCAA on the cusp of an historic announcement. We'll go into the details of that. Plus, Zach Wilson to the New York Jets. Is it a done deal? What Steve Young says. Plus, Micah Simon, the newest member of the Carolina Panthers, will join us live to recap his crazy last week. And Brandon Averett's highlight video, all from BYU. Do we need to read into this? In big deal or no deal? Bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Wednesday, Steve Young said the following on KNBR in San Francisco. There's no question in my mind if the 49ers can figure out how to get Zach. That's their number one first choice. I just don't know how they get it done. The Jets have committed to Zach and recruited the family. I just don't know how that gets undone. But, you know, look, a lot can happen. The NFL draft begins April 29th. The Jets have recruited the family like BYU's coaching staff recruited the Wilson family. The Ute family turned Cougars. BYU men's volleyball All-American Gabby Garcia-Fernandez announces that he will not return for next season, as confirmed by the voice of the Cougars and their volleyball team, Jerem Jordan. Gabby is most definitely here this season, however, so let's focus in the moment and the men sweep USC in three straight sets for a 10th consecutive victory. Eschenberg, and thanks again! Settle down, Zach Eschenberg. BYU plays USC again tonight in the Cougars' final home match of the regular season. The seniors will be honored. You can watch at 9 Eastern on BYU TV and the BYU TV app. Yeah, don't settle down. Keep going, Zach. Don't, don't put him – don't just extinguish him. Let's go. BYU softball, speaking of on fire, upsets number 25, Baylor 4-1. Thanks to a couple of homers from Hannah Joe Peterson and the return of Hunter Ava. For three with runners in scoring position. Trying to change that here. Left field on a line. Out of here! Hunter Ava! Four to nothing Cougars! Wow. That ball was demolished. Straight line all the way over the fence. Yeah, no no launch angle required. Just laser. (laughs) Two tang on a doubleheader today. Three Eastern on the BYU TV app. Number 12 BYU Women's Gymnastics in their opening session of the NCAA Regionals today in Morgantown, West Virginia. The Cougars will face off against number 5 California, number 27 Ohio State, and 28th ranked Towson. The top two teams of that group of four will move on to the regional finals tomorrow. 
BYU football names Billy Nixon, the executive coordinator of player experience and equipment operations for BYU football. Dr. Nixon, I learned in the release, how about that, mm-hmm. has been with BYU since the fall of 2016 on the sports staff, takes over for Mick Hill. 16th-ranked BYU women's soccer at St. Mary's, tomorrow on BYU Radio, 4 Eastern. Fresh off an impressive and first-ever win at Santa Clara, defeating the number 9 Broncos. Michaela Coulahan has scored a goal in a program-tying best nine straight matches. That's She'll awesome. go for the individual record all to her lonesome tomorrow. Who, who had the nine before? Guess. Alicia Rose, Katie Larkin, Ashley Hatch. Shauna. Robach. Robach. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has like a million goals. That makes sense. Uh, and a silver medal. BYU loses 5 nothing game one at Santa Clara. Uh, game two tonight, 6 Eastern on BYU Radio 107.9 FM and the BYU Cougars app. Batcats need to get it together. Yep. Let's go. They've dropped three in a row. We need another 311 moment, right? Mm-hmm. Track and field notes now. BYU have groups competing today and tomorrow at the Hayward Premiere in Eugene, Oregon, at that incredible facility, and at the UVU Invitational in Orem, Utah. Also incredible, but not in the same sphere. Truth. United States Track and Field and Cross Country Coaches Association ranked the BYU men's track and field team number 12 in the first national rankings of the outdoor season. And the men's tennis team beat Portland 4-3 at Gonzaga tomorrow. Perhaps uh, the men's tennis team can do against Gonzaga what no one else could in men's hoops, which is win. Let's go. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. As mentioned in the headlines, Steve Young, former BYU great, talking about a current BYU great, Zach Wilson, saying that the New York Jets are committed to Zach as the number two pick in recruiting his family. Jeremy, is there any reason for the New York Jets not to take Zach Wilson at number two? Only if they love Justin Fields more, I guess, or need a left tackle instead of a quarterback. But it sure feels like they want Zach Wilson. We have a lot of Jets fans interested in Zach Wilson. How do we know this? How do we know this? Uh, They're all retweeting the videos we put out of Zach Wilson now. So uh, that's exciting. And in case you missed it, and we'll talk about it later, we put out a video of uh, Zach Wilson's best runs at BYU. I forgot how awesome he was running the ball. Um, yeah, f- so fun stuff. We'll talk about that later. There's no reason for the Jets not to take Zach Wilson. Now, the Niners certainly want Zach Wilson as well, as evidenced by who showed up to Pro Day a week ago today. But uh, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't. I, I kind of think... I've talked about, okay, the pendulum swings in the, and this happens in politics too, right? Like, oh, everything's so great. Well, actually, look at these few issues. Have we overcome that part of this already with Zach? Oh, he wasn't a captain. Oh, he came from money. He seems entitled. The pendulum no. never came back. No, it never, it never swung back into a negative sphere. I, I wonder about that. I think that a lot of those concerns have been uh, answered and mitigated by good answers. Part of that is Zach, uh, you know, putting himself out there. Also, our conversations each week get to know Zach Wilson in a way that even we didn't know him during the season. I see no reason why the Jets don't take this guy. And number two, the only reason would be, you know what, actually we, we're going to go with Darnold and we want a left tackle in Penny Sewell. But it sure seems like Zach Wilson's to the, to the Jets is a nearly done deal. I can only think of one reason the New York Jets would not take Zach Wilson, and that is to leverage more picks in this year's draft. They have nine draft picks to work with, including the number two pick right now. That's a lot. Are they willing to float out the number two pick and drop down a few more spots 
to pick up a couple of more selections in this year's draft and maybe in future drafts because they're in a position where they do have the leverage knowing that Zach Wilson is a wanted commodity. It is a quarterback-heavy draft. There are a lot of teams that need a quarterback. The Falcons and the Panthers at 4-8. and eight. The New England Patriots reportedly want a quarterback as well. Uh, yeah. On top of the sure. New York Jets, the Jaguars are taking Trevor Lawrence, okay? Like everybody in the top ten almost needs one, right? <laughs> like... So there is significant leverage for the New York Jets if they opt to stay with Sam Darnold for one more year. Well, they and they've already, I mean, they are doing that. Essentially, they trade make, him. essentially make him, the, like say, you're the He's, starter. We're going all in on you for one more year. Because if they draft Zach Wilson, then it's a competition between Sam Darnold and Zach Wilson to who is going to start in week one. But if they don't take a quarterback and leverage it into more picks, then it's Sam Darnold for at least a year And then whatever else the Jets want to cobble together and figure out with whatever they get for that number two pick. I cannot wait to see what the San Francisco 49ers do. Do they want Zach Wilson so much that they would move another spot and take Zach Wilson? Would they give away more to get exactly the guy they want? I'm guessing no. And reports are suggesting that the 49ers are okay with Mac Jones out of Alabama. He fits the 49ers style more so than a Justin Fields. ESPN, one of their mock drafts, had Justin Fields following all the way to the New England Patriots at number 12. That'd be quite a steal for them, man. Interesting. Fields is legit, dude. There's only Yeah, so the only reason I see Zach Wilson not going number two is that the Jets get some crazy offer from another team, the Falcons, the 49ers, the Panthers, and they're like, yeah, let's take advantage of this. Let's take three more picks in this year's draft. I'm not sure there's a big enough gap between Zach Wilson and Justin Fields and Mac Jones and Kyle Trask to suggest doing something that crazy. Um, but if you're in love, you do crazy things, right? Yes. So we'll, we'll see if someone does that. Okay, topic two. Ross Dellinger of Sports Illustrated reports the NCAA met virtually Thursday to discuss some details of the much-discussed pending adjustment to allow Division One athletes to transfer once without penalty. The group is expected to meet April 15th to approve the measure. How will this affect Cougar Athletics? This is how will it impact the entirety of the NCAA, not just BYU. I know that the return missionary thing makes BYU unique, and you wonder, like, well, would they redshirt after they've already spent two years on a mission? Well, Now this just gives more reason for players to not only come to BYU, but to leave BYU as well. It's easier. Yes. Like, it's a, yes. it's a faster rotating door now. You can divorce quicker. Yes, and I'm okay with it. At first, I was like, ah, I don't like the idea of just a bunch of players coming and going and doing as they want. But I'm okay. I'm come around to this idea. Like, I'm okay with the swinging door here. Go where you want to play, and don't penalize a kid at least the first time around for maybe making the wrong decision in their mind when they signed out of high school. Or what if the eighteen year old kids? Or what if they go to a school? I'm not saying BYU. I'm saying elsewhere where it's it's not a great fit, or that or there was a new coach. Yeah, the right? coach leaves. Like the coach yes. you signed to leaves. Yes. Like why are you penalizing a kid for being mad about the coach that he committed to leaving the program? The coach isn't penalized. That'd be like you just show up at your house one day and you have different parents. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> wait I, I had committed to them. <laughs> yeah, no, I I think this is great. Um, yes, but it is. This is, okay, name, image, likeness, NIL, and this. We're getting closer to non-amateurism, which I'm totally fine with. Like, that's okay. That's okay. And you're making hundreds of millions of dollars. It's billions, but yes. Yeah. Um, Yes, I'm okay with this. 
I'm okay with this. But it, it is going to be weird. Like, suddenly your favorite BYU athlete is just going to bounce and go to a different school um, and be there. And I wonder if there still will be rules, like, intra-conference or anything like that. Or is it literally BYU to Utah, boom, you're playing um, without exception. And grad transfers, it sounds like, will stay. Mm-hmm. That thing will stay. So if you transfer twice, yeah, that second time you got to stay. Then there's a penalty. Then, is what it sounds and like. And I think that's fair. Yes, because what you don't want is just absolute chaos. Now, here's the thing that's interesting. The, Ross Dellinger basically says in his article that he thinks that all the coaches have known this was going to be passed anyway and have been recruiting to this. So in BYU's case, where the Cougars have three open scholars and four guys are out, does BYU know who they want already that can play immediately? If, if in 13 days this gets approved, bang, all of a sudden, so-and-so and so-and-so from notable Power 5 and Group of 5 programs in BYU that they've targeted, um, are they coming in? Yeah. And can they play right away? Knowing everything we know about Mark Pope and his track record at Utah Valley and at BYU, absolutely they've got a whiteboard list of players that they are going to go after. It's not the going after part I'm discussing. I'm the, oh, and we know they can play this year. Because what BYU doesn't need is a point guard that can't play this year. Mm. BYU needs a point guard that can play this year. But if the transfer rule and this uh, you know, new policy, new measure – Changes to where it's, okay, one time you can move, bang. That player, those players, are in. And I, I think he's right. BYU's probably known this, like everybody else, like, hey, this is going to get approved, this is going to get approved. We can get who we need in here, in the right positions, the right fits, and so on. So. Now, I, I mentioned this the other day, and I want to go back to it, is don't be shocked if with some of these guys that are transferring, if, and I don't know this, Sometimes, being, sometimes I don't want to know info, so I can speak openly like this right now, is, um, is that were they told, hey, you're not on Scully next year? Because sometimes that happens, and then, hey, if I'm not on Scully, I'm probably going to leave. Yeah, I'm let's not go be naive this. to the fact that hard conversations, in a lot of cases, have to take place. And let me remind you of the cost of business. Did you enjoy Zach Wilson this year? Because the cost was firing Ty Demmer. It was. If BYU does not fire Ty Demmer, the Cougars don't get Zach Wilson. They don't. They had uh, Zadok Dinkelman, Ty Demmer's nephew. So sometimes you have to make an uncomfortable decision for something that will help you. Was it uncomfortable when you know Dave Rose retired? It was like, oh, end of an era, a legend. Mark Pope has helped build on what Dave started, which is awesome. Um, and Dave's to be credited with that, right? But there's a certain timing with, okay, we've got to make a move. And we've got, to, we've got to do this. So BYU has done this, and what's uncomfortable is for the people who are asked to leave, right? Um, or they want to leave. I don't know what the case is with the four players for BYU, but don't be shocked if some of them were perhaps uh, told they're not on scholarship next year or, sure. hey, it's going to be tough uh, for you to get more minutes than you have been getting. I do like the idea of return missionaries because they are too. older, oh. not having to sit out a year before they can play either at BYU oh, if they or somewhere else. Saying? Because is that what you're saying? Yeah, like, okay. oh man, like I'm going to be 23 by the time I'm a sophomore, you know, or a redshirt <laughs> that, freshman, that, and I'm going to that be would 20, be a little gnarly, but yeah. I'm going to be 23. Like, yeah. this this will help in that capacity. <laughs> Didn't that as happen? Well. That's it. That feels like an exception. Austin Lee was a sophomore. Yeah, Austin Lee, the greatest Salt Lake Community College BYU football player ever. <laughs> he went to Slick for like a semester or two. They got a great program over there, Jerem. 
in football. Our question of the day. Zach Wilson, like Jerem said, it was fantastic, wasn't it? And the cost of business was at times uncomfortable. But now he's on to the NFL, just a matter of where he's going to go and when he's going to be selected. Is there any reason for the New York football J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 not to take Wilson as the second pick in the NFL draft? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. David Tenney adds this on Instagram. They may decide there is a bigger need at offensive line, speaking of the Jets, yep. and take Penny Sewell from Oregon, another Utah kid. Mm-hmm. That would create an ideal landing spot for Zach Wilson to be the next great 49ers quarterback since Steve Young. Dude, like the idea of him in in uh, you know the red and gold there is like, oh, he actually looks pretty good. But I hate it because I'm a Seahawks fan. So I, I don't want to root against Zach and right. the Niners. But I love Fred. I root for Fred. But when, when they play, I'm like, I want Fred to have a great game, but the Seahawks to win. <laughs> like, if Zach's the quarterback, it changes the narrative there. And, and I, he, it would be fun, honestly. Like, as BYU fans, it would be fun to see Zach in those colors because Steve had such a legacy, right? And a bunch of different former guys. Like Jamal Willis and Brandon Doman and Tom Homo and Bart Oates. And, like, there's a million dudes, right? Bill Ring. Yeah, all those guys. Let me speak to the Jets fans and to everyone doubting the Jets right now. They've got nine draft picks. You can just look at me. Including the number two pick (laughs) overall, which we think they're going to take Zach Wilson. They made some free agency moves to bring in weapons. Corey Davis, very, very talented receiver, a high-round draft pick just a few seasons ago. They've got Jamison Crowder. They believe they have some pieces. So can't Zach Wilson – maybe do what Baker Mayfield is doing for the Browns and be that guy with the right coach in place and the right offensive coordinator and a new feeling around the New York Jets. Robert Saul is a culture guy. Talk to Fred Warner why, about Why it. do you feel like you have to like uh, defend the Jets here? I Are you kidding me? Have you seen BYU fans primarily? And but not like, wanting why, Zach Wilson you, to go to the Jets. Right, but why do you care about the Jets? That's what I'm wondering. Because there's a good likelihood he's going to end up with the Jets, and so you need to go there mentally. You need to think about this. I need to? Yes. Oh. Okay. Yes. I'm rooting for Zach, but, uh, yeah, I just don't believe in the Jets. Can, well, no. that's what I'm saying. Can he not be the to? Baker Mayfield to the Browns? Could this not develop into something good with, with the right coach, right offensive coordinator, nine draft picks that they've got to work with, and Zach Wilson at the quarterback. And some pieces that they made, they put together in free agency. Yeah, ma- yeah maybe it will. Like, I, I am coming But maybe around, it won't. Again, more and more to the idea that the, I think the Jets will be fine. A head coach, the well, right quarterback. That, that division pieces. is open now because Tom Brady yeah, left the Patriots. Like so there's an opportunity. There. Why can't he be Baker Mayfield for the Browns? the Bills are really good. Like, I don't think the Jets are going to overtake the Bills in the next couple of years. The Bills are. Great. Well, four years. Yeah. Four-year project. Awesome. I'm I, I'm not opposed. There's to... no such thing in the NFL because a head coach doesn't get four years. They get like two or three. Jets fans, I I'm not totally selling out. All on, twelve of you. Yeah, the idea that Zach Wilson could be a success in New York and that things could turn around with Robert Sala. So there's that. All right, let's keep things rolling on this Friday. Hashtag BYUSN, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram if you want to (laughs) chime in on that conversation. Coming up, Zach Wilson, the runner on display.
And Zach Wilson threw to Micah Simon on Pro Day and watched Micah Simon run a 4-3-4, then sign with the Carolina Panthers. What has his last week been like? We're going to talk to him next on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Senior night for the men's volleyball team is Gabby Garcia, Fernandez, Will Stanley, and five other seniors play their final regular season match in the Smithfield House against USC 9 Eastern on BYU TV and the app. And we should note that on April 22nd through the 24th, it's the MPSF tournament. So tonight is senior night, but not the last home matches for these guys. We love that we have the opportunity to broadcast those matches. Well, Flow Sports will, but yes. Sure. In Provo. Yeah. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is the newest member of the Carolina Panthers, Micah Simon. Micah, welcome back to the show. Congratulations on just a wild week for you. Appreciate it, man. It's been uh, been away from the show far too long, so glad to be back. Yeah, it's great to have we, you we back. We were on. waiting for a 4-3-40, frankly. Um, and we did it, so here we are. <laughs> Yeah, appreciate it. <laughs> How would you explain the last week of your life? Because at this time last week, you were not a member of the Panthers. You had not run your 40-yard dash, and then all these things happened. So what's the last week been like for you? Yeah, it's been a pretty crazy week, you know, to be honest. Uh, you know, st- you know, this time last week, it was still final preparations for for, for the pro day, you know, being with Zach and, and the rest of those guys. Um, and then, yeah, run the, run the 40, do everything Friday. Um, get the call from the Panthers Saturday, the GM calls me and, you know, we pretty much, you know, it's, we agreed everything Saturday and then have to go out there Monday um, to do the physical um, meet with all the coaches and the trainers and then made it official Tuesday. And here I am back, back in Dallas, uh, still working for my mortgage job that I, that I had before. So, <laughs> you know, still, still, it's been a crazy week. Okay. Let's, let's rewind a little bit. So, Last year, you didn't get a proper chance to display what you could do, given the pandemic and everything. So here you are, and it's sort of your pro, your pro day a year later. But you had to get a real job like the rest of us after we graduate, right? So tell us what you've been up to and then how you were able to prepare physically in spite of all that to run a tremendous 40 and get this opportunity. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it got to the point where uh... – you know, you couldn't just kind of keep waiting around to to figure out if you were going to get the call for the for the NFL. You know, last season, I had a few workouts, um, you know, virtual workouts with some teams, but nothing ever took off. So, yeah, I was able to get a job for you know for First Colony. Um, you know, everybody knows First Colony in Utah, so been been working with those guys uh, since uh, since June, and uh, yeah, would would uh, just work out in the mornings um, when I was still living in Utah. I was working out in the mornings with. Uh, Dave Strohshine at Strohformance and then was going to work after that. Um, so did that for a little while. And then once uh, we've kind of figured nothing would happen, maybe at the tail end of the season, then I started to tail back from the workouts, just kind of stayed in shape. Then there was a point where, you know, it kind of was, I was in the air where it was just like, okay, well, do I even keep doing this? Do I keep trying this? Um, or do I move on? You know, there's an opportunity you know, for me to go to Snow College and, and start coaching there, you know, or trying to be a GA with with Kalani and, and those and the, and the staff at BYU. But 
you know, I decided after talking to my agent and, and parents decided to, you know, why not, why not give it another, sh- another chance? Cause last year was so, was so crazy with, with everything. So ended up moving back, uh, moving back to Dallas, uh, living at home and, and was able to keep my job. Um, they just let me, they were let me, uh, do it from, do it from home. So kind of same type of deal was doing the pro day combine training in the mornings and then was working the rest of the day. And yeah. Micah Simon, Carolina Panthers receiver with us on BYU Sports Nation. Micah, I know that you obviously trained as a receiver and you displayed that with Zach Wilson in your different uh, pass routes and whatnot uh, last Friday, but what options or what positions are you open to playing for Carolina and have they opened the door to other things potentially? I mean, for sure, uh, you know, any and all special teams uh, was going to be a big part of, of you know, what I'm, what I'll do, what, what they brought me in for, you know, kickoff, punt, punt return, things like that. Um, but then, yeah, you know, we, we haven't talked any other specifics about any other positions, but yeah, they, they know I can play outside and inside receiver and uh, yeah, just looking forward to, to uh, showing my talents there. So did you know you'd run a four, three, four, because you've talked about how, Hey, there was a point where we were like, should I keep doing this? Is it going to be worth it? It was worth it that you answered that question. Uh, what was it like when you trained? Did you feel like, yes, I can run a time that's going to get me on the radar? Yeah. Yeah. I, I felt that I could, you know, knowing what I did last year with my training and everything. Um, I try, I went back to the same trainer. I trusted him. Um, so we, he put the same kind of plan together to get me, to get me ready again. Um, so when I, when I was training, I, I, uh, I never touched four, three while I was training, but I had a lot of like four, 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 oh, four, four, one. Um, I had a four, four, one at 43 yards one time. So I kind of knew like, all right, if you take away three yards, I should go four, three. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it was, it was a fun experience to, to do it again in the train. Um, and I was, I was confident with, with the training that I put in and just trusted it, trusted that. Isn't it weird how much those, you know, that 40 matters. Like you put so much effort into that number and boom, you're going to get a shot off of that. It, it almost feels wild. Yeah. How quick, literally quickly four seconds of your life changed your life. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy when you look back on it and think like, okay, I probably, you know, spent two hours a day training this, um, for the last three months for four seconds and <laughs> and here we are i always said the same thing about about uh about football you know in college you know you train so much in the off season for you know you know six home games you know it's just like it's just crazy you know to, to feel like you know you only get to play in front of your in front of your home fans six times that you train all year for it so mm-hmm. it's kind of the same type of deal mike assignment on byu sports nation my next question deals with what happened to Tennessee. If you had run a four three four against the Volunteers, <laughs> would you have scored? <laughs> you know, I probably would have. Uh, <laughs> it's one of those deals where you know you look back at the video and you're just like, man, like maybe maybe it doesn't look so four three, but you know you got to think of all the factors. You know, second game of the year, uh, the very end of the game. <laughs> Uh, that drive I already had ran three go routes in a row. 
So that was the fourth one, you know. Okay. So, nah, it's so, so, <laughs> so I was probably, you know, 442, All right. We put it number 18 in the top 100 plays in BYU football history. I think if you score, it cracks maybe top 12, 10, right? It, were you okay with 18, breaking into the top 20? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's, you know, you know the history of, of, of BYU football. There's, there's tons of, of, Amazing plays, amazing game-winning plays, game-changing plays. So yeah, being in the top twenty, man, I'll, I'll take that because you know I've I've played with guys, uh, you know, just in my four to five years who who made some some ridiculous plays. So you you know you take it back 10, 20, 30 years. Obviously, there's going to be tons more. I hope you let your uh, former coach Margin Hooks know that he wasn't in the top twenty as well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that he made it. Did we have a play in the top 100th margin? I, he, he had it like an 80-yard touchdown against Utah in, I think, 99 that didn't quite make it. Okay, so, all right. Hey, how, how about that? You, you got that. Okay, so you mentioned you, you run the 40 on Friday. You get the call Saturday. Were there Was there interest from multiple teams, or were the Panthers the, the most impressed team with you? Uh, at the time, the Panthers were the only one that we, uh, that we heard from. Um, at the time, you know, I heard rumblings. I I, I heard rumblings, you know, afterwards that there was there was a could have potentially been some other teams in play. But I mean, yeah, we when we got the call from the Panthers, you know, we we felt like that was a great spot for me to end up. You know, the, uh, the new you know younger GM, um, younger coach, Coach Rules, great um, from from Baylor. Um, he's in his second year, um, so there there's a lot of. Uh, potential for for the upside there um the receiver room they they lost a couple guys uh in the offseason so yeah there there's a chance for me to to make a splash and and make the roster then some demons to exercise in uh that part of North Carolina right from East Carolina 2017 yeah i don't i don't know what you're talking about yeah you can go there and exercise those demons what what's uh what's life like now because you you went there you know you checked a few boxes for them and and whatnot physical and whatnot so when when do you uh, return, or will you work out from home for a bit? Uh, yeah, I mean the plan right now I'll probably be in Dallas for for the next few weeks. Off season program starts uh, April nineteenth, so um, kind of still waiting to hear if that's virtual or in person. But I think either either way, I'll, I'll end up in uh, end up there around that time. Micah, our sincere congratulations again. We uh, were. You know, notably stoked when we saw one the time and then saw what that transitioned into. Uh, could not be more happy for a guy that is holding down a mortgage job and uh, just trying to make it in the NFL, man. Should we have a race with you and Chris Wilcox? Four three one and four three four. Yeah, we really should because I don't. You know, I don't know if you guys noticed, but the free agents, the scouts, only gave us one run for the forty. Mm. And the rest of the guys got two. That's why right. I didn't run another one. Okay. Right. So okay. I feel like, you know, Chris ran fast for the first one, four, three, seven, and then the second one, four, three, one. So I don't know. I went four, three, one on the first one. Maybe it was a four, three, oh, on the second one. <laughs> you know, you don't know. Four, two, nine. Give yeah. the man another opportunity. Nine, yeah. yeah. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. So hey, that's a great point. Maybe, yeah. That's a great point. Michael, <laughs> yeah, no, I was happy for all those guys. They, all those guys did really well that pro day. So looking forward to see to see uh, where they end up too. No, oh, world class event for sure held at the indoor practice facility. We'll talk to you again soon, man. Uh, again, just congratulations. So happy for you. Thank you so much, Micah Simon, with us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. One of our favorites, and what a great story of okay. 
he gets a real job, right? He has to, and he still has this job. <laughs> like he's gonna go to work today. Hi, I'm a receiver yeah. for the Panthers now. Yeah. Do you need a uh, financial help with first colony? Yeah, it's it's gonna <laughs> Guys, be fun. I I have some incredible financial options for you. Yes. He's hitting up all of his teammates. I, I joked with him before. He's like, "Hey, can you hear me? Okay?" During the break, and I said, "Yeah, you sound rich and golden." He's like, "Ah, no, I'm still broke." I was like, "I was talking about your voice." <laughs> but yes. Okay, coming up, we play a little big deal, no deal, and. We're going to go ahead and read way too much into a video that Brandon Averett posted on Twitter last night. This is BYU Sports Nation. And Mark Durant, hello. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. Hunter Ava and the BYU softball team take on number 25 BYU, uh, Baylor rather, again today. Doubleheader, 4-1 win yesterday for the Cougars. Watch it on the BYU TV at 3 Eastern. Happy Friday, everyone. He is Jerem Jordan. I'm Spencer Linton. This is BYU Sports Nation, and it's time to whip it. The Cougar Whip Around, presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. Is Zach Wilson a better runner than people know? Yes, so I'm glad that BYU TV Sports posted a video of all of his best runs. It's like six minutes of awesomeness, reminding everyone that Zach Wilson is pretty fleet-footed. He's not 4-4-4 speed that Justin Fields is, but he's probably 4-5-5 speed and super athletic, and he's bulked up. So not only is he quick, fleet feet, he's bulked up as well. So, yeah, I'm glad that we reminded everyone of how awesome he is as a runner. Yeah, he's a great runner. There was a time where you and I had a conversation about Jaron Hall and Zach as a runner, and I was like, Zach's not that far behind, if at all, with Jaron Hall as a runner. Ten rushing touchdowns his senior season. Not bad. Fessitake tweeted, people get so enamored with Zach's ability to throw, rightfully so, but his athleticism is probably the most underrated part of his game. Zach Capona one moving forward, please just make sure you slide. <laughs> Take a lesson yeah. from Joe Burrow. Yeah. <laughs> slide, baby. Yeah. Jeremont to gymnastics. They are in regionals today in Morgantown, West Virginia. Do the ladies need to get to the top eight of the NCAA championships, or is getting to day two, essentially like the Sweet 16, good enough? That would be good enough for me. Um, if this team does get to the NCAA championships, they're one of the all-time teams in BYU history. But to me, they've what they've done already the last two years has been awesome. Just being top 12 has been incredible. So, no, I don't need it, but it would certainly push BYU into a new sphere. I wish there were still six regionals across the country because the top two from each regional advance to the finals. But there are not anymore. There are only four. And... Ah, so it's, it's a lot to ask him to get into the top eight as the 12th-ranked team. No, get to day two. It's been a fantastic get season. Get through tonight. Get to yeah, tomorrow. get to day two. Yeah. What do you make of this video from Brandon Averitt posted yesterday afternoon on social media? Um, I think that Brandon Averitt is telling people that he subtly is grateful to play at BYU and had a great senior season and that he's still leaving, but... Great memories were made at the Marriott Center in Provo, Utah. I know people want to say, is this a sign that he's going to run it back for another year? Is BYU going to have a point guard? Like, that would be amazing. BYU will have a point guard. Don't worry about that. (laughs) But it's don't read into this video too much. Until he says, hey, I changed my mind. I'm coming back to play BYU basketball. Then it's not happening. Yeah. No, I don't read into it at all. Nothing. All right, Jeremy, I want to read you the following tweet from BYU basketball radio analyst Mark Durant. Who said yesterday, I waited until after 12 midnight. You mean this morning? Or this morning, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So people wouldn't think this is an April Fool's joke. I'd like to thank BYU, Greg Rebell, and Cougar Nation for all of your love and support over the years. With that being said, I'm announcing that I'm putting my name in the radio announcer transfer portal. Jaron, what will you miss most about Mark Durant now that he's in the transfer portal? I confirmed with Mark this is indeed a joke. Uh, I will miss his hair that he had back in the 90s. <laughs> I'll just miss Mark taking not-so-subtle digs at me and you in our interviews on the air, right? Well, he's still here, so <laughs> expect those again. Those will be happening. Okay, well, would you trust this stylist to cut your hair? Uh, I, I tweeted a picture that I was reminded of Steve Young getting okay. his hair cut Ooh. with what looked like just regular scissors. Uh-huh. It's this he has a pink towel on and multiple ladies excited to be there with Steve, which yeah. has been the case his whole life. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I if Steve Young is willing to do that in the early eighties, then it, if I put myself in his shoes, back to the future, get my DeLorean and I'm in that circumstance, I'm I would put myself in that salon chair. I would do that. I don't trust that this lady knows what she's doing, honestly. The way that her left hand is sitting on the other blade, I'm like is she an actual well, st- hairstylist? It, it's hard to mess up What's that beautiful frock of hair. It's hard at that Is point, it? Like just a You're couple Steve of just cut Young. a couple of curls off. Like it'll still look okay. It's all right. Uh, was that in the basement of the Smithfield House? <laughs> or sorry, the uh, what is it? What's the main building on campus? What? The Wilk. The Wilkinson Center. The Wilkinson Center. Jeez. <laughs> sorry, Ernest L. Moving around in his grave, going. Gosh, doesn't even know my name. All right. Some basketball in the whip. Fuseni Traore had 20 points in the high school nationals quarterfinals last night. Signee for BYU basketball. Will he be a bigger impact for BYU hoops than we maybe initially thought? Kid out of Wasatch. Uh, bigger. Nice. 6'7", 235. Dude is jacked. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he and Caleb Loner in the weight room. That's going to be fun. So I'm ex- uh, Maybe. Uh, I, I think right now I would say he's probably coming off the bench but will be a loner type. We'll see if he can shoot it like Caleb did during a good stretch of the season. But I'm excited about him, man. That was a big game against a good team, and he performed really well. Yeah. Give him some time. Get him into the system. By the time he's a sophomore, I expect some nice things from Buseni. But that said, I feel like BYU has a wealth of talent at that 3-4 position right now. BYU needs guards. So where are they going to go from here? The transfer portal. Yep. And they're going to be able to play right away. No penalties. Right. I love it. Okay, coming up, a picture with two Olympians? Heck yeah. Plus, another top 25 win for BYU Athletics in the spring. We'll get into the details of that in Big Deal or No Deal on BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Bodyguards. Protection for a life worth living. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Your all-access look into BYU men's volleyball is on Over the Top with myself and Steve Vale Saturdays, 2.30 Eastern on BYU Radio. Welcome back on a Friday to BYU Sports Nation live from Studio B. It is time now that we venture into Big Deal no Deal, presented by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. Learn more at Bodyguards.com. Jeremiah, I'd like to start with a man that you have called several incredible highlights for, All-American volleyball player Gabi Garcia-Fernandez. Big deal or no deal, he is not returning next season, even with 
an extra year of eligibility. Absolutely a big deal. Uh, he's one of the best opposites BYU's ever had, perhaps the greatest. Uh, his ability to serve is uh, almost unmatched. If he had a few more matches, he'd probably catch Taylor Sanders. He still might, almost 16, uh, 16 aces away from the mm-hmm. all-time record. As a hitter, he's unbelievable. Good blocker, can pass as well. So, yeah, this is a big deal for sure, for sure. Um, hopefully BYU can cap it off with the national title and kind of cement his legacy. Yes, but please. Even if they don't, he's still one of the greatest that have ever played here. And, of course, adds to that Puerto Rican pipeline. It's been really fun to watch him play. And it's not over. USC tonight at UCLA next week, MPSF tournament, hopefully an NCAA tournament. So there's still uh, plenty of ball. When's the last time you saw a guy hit from the serve line like Gabi Garcia Fernandez does? Has that ever happened? I mean, he hit such a heavy ball. It's in the 70s, the miles per hour. It's like Taylor Sander was uh, Amazing. a good ball, but it wasn't as no. heavy. His was more kind of placed, right? Gabby is placed with speed, Ooh. and it's incredible. It's elite from the service Yeah, line. and he was, he was better last year than this year from the line. He's still kind of trying to get to that point. But he set the single-season ace record in an abbreviated season. Wild. 55 aces. Yeah, this is a huge deal. I, I feel like Gabby Garcia-Fernandez is BYU's golden ticket to a national title. So if he were going to come back next year, then I would say BYU Volleyball is a top-three team and are going to have another chance to compete for a national title in 2022. But he's not. Yeah, he's not using the extra year. In fact, none of the four that could are. So uh, it's certainly going to be a different kind of season. It's not going to be the same group that grew old together. But BYU always has talent. BYU's always top five, top six. So I'm excited to see who BYU replaces them with. Yes, this, this is a huge deal. Would it have been a big deal if Jimmer Fredette had left with an extra year of eligibility? <laughs> because Gabby is at yeah. that level, yeah. like in that sport. Okay? I think if Zach Wilson had come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, big deal, no deal. Four men's basketball players currently in the transfer portal. I... <sighs> I think this is a little deal. Yeah. It's a a little deal. And that's no uh, offense to those guys, but they're looking for more PT. They weren't getting it here at the time. Yeah. And I said this earlier this week. For whatever reason, whether it was not merited or not. Yeah. The optics of, man, four guys essentially all finding out that they're leaving within a week's time. Like, the the optics are not good. But tis the season. The season's over. we're, we're learning that now the NCAA is becoming more accommodating or we think are going to become much more accommodating to people yeah. leaving and not they'll, any penalties. They'll pass. I, I hate that it didn't work out for Connor Harding. Which is why it's a little deal. Like I, I yeah. don't. I wish things would have worked out for Connor because I like Connor and I think that he's wherever he goes, he's going to be a positive impact. Yes, and I hate that our last interaction with Wyatt Lowell is an injury. Yes, right. And Jesse Wade, it didn't work out, and Colby Lee, I guess, didn't I, like work all. Out four, and, I, yeah. I really enjoy and uh, like all four of those young men. I, I think they're great people, and so you want to see them succeed. And I wish when we th- say young men, it makes us sound super old. Now. Well, we are old. <laughs> We don't look old, though, uh, do we? Well, Come on. Like, I, I was playing high school basketball when most of those guys were born. So Don't tell them the truth. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. Uh, but, yeah, a little deal. Okay, big deal, and, no and deal. And I agree with you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. BYU has a USTF CCCCCA scholar athlete, Connor Mance, and the scholar team of the year in women's cross country. Always good to be a, the name, the whatever of the year nationally. Absolutely. To be heralded as smart athletes? I didn't come here to go to school myself, uh, but what? I came here to learn broadcasting and, and hang out, you know, uh, go to BYU sporting events. It was awesome. But, uh, yeah, good for these, uh, good for the, the women's team and Connor Mance, uh, pretty awesome. 
that they are not only athletes, because I like to say, as Dan Patrick says, the athletic students, right? Student athletes. It's like, well, some of these, in fact, most of the BYU athletes came here for school. Yes. And also participate in athletics, but some came here to perform the sport and happened to go to class. Yes. To be clear, the biggest and most obvious deal is that the women's cross-country team won the national championship in the field of play and that Connor Mance is the fastest man in cross-country in all the land. Like, that is the biggest of deals. So while we laud and certainly honor their efforts in the classroom, the way that sports are built are what you do in competition. You don't win, no one cares. What you do in competition matters most to the majority in their personal lives and yeah. in their future professional ventures, this is a huge deal for them. The academic center is like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> it's, it's awesome when they can are. Can we be real? It's Hopefully. Jeez. Um, <laughs> sometimes no. Uh, uh, but, yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, academics certainly matter. Oh, great When you can combine yes. it with a great app, awesome. Awesome. Incredible. I was an academic walk-on here at BYU, just so far. Okay, big deal, no deal. Softball upsets number 25 Baylor last night. First win against a ranked opponent of the season. This is a big deal because previous to last night, BYU had not been able to close the book on a victory mm-hmm. in a game of the dark holes. Arizona State, a couple of times. Washington, Arizona. They just had not put themselves in a good mental position to finish the big game and let them slip away. They took care of business last night. They even had some drama in the seventh inning. Nice. Tying run at the plate, mm-hmm. two on, up four to one, and a big strikeout from Autumn Moffat Court. So that it's a big deal because they have crossed that mental barrier of closing out a game against a ranked team. Yeah, absolutely. This is a big deal. I'm excited to see uh, games two and three this afternoon on the BYU TV app. Mm-hmm. Yo, doubleheader Friday. Love it. Okay, coming up, who gets today's elite voice of the day? And our rising shout out. May just continue on to uh, some impressive victories that you may or may not have just seen highlights from. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nation, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. I was just lost in the goodness of that Dax Milne highlight. I know, I was like, ah. Great times. First Take that, Houston Cougars. You can uh, download the podcast, Google BYU Sports Nation podcast, subscribe, review it, and uh, rate it. Our question of the day, is there any reason for the New York football J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets not to draft Zach Wilson with the second overall pick? Kyle Nelson adds on Instagram. Absolutely. Sam Darnold has potential with a better cast around him. This is a Niners fan, probably. The Jets have to weigh whether Wilson will be better than Darnold with essentially the same cast as last season. Who they draft says more about Darnold than it does Zach Wilson. Okay, yeah. And we know that Sam Darnold will still be there. What I don't want is for Zach to start immediately, by the way. I want him to have a season where he's kind of the backup and just learn. So, Sam Darnold, go ahead and start for the New York Jets this season. Go 6-10. and Okay. All right. Brian Buss on Twitter. They have Justin Fields or another player graded higher, or they get an offer to trade deal they can't refuse. A lot can happen in three weeks. Just look at 2020 from end of February to beginning of March. It's true. Uh, That was a pandemic mostly, but yes. Um, But, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Right now it's like, listen, Jets are taking Wilson. I'd be surprised if that doesn't happen at this point. There is a real chance that the first four picks of this 2021 draft could be quarterbacks. It's a good draft. Quarterbacks, man. <laughs> it really is. It was a great quarterback year. 
Nick Saban was on a call with a bunch of offensive coaches. I don't know if they were high school or something. But, but he, he called them the Taliban on a call where he said, I, he goes, I go to church and my leg's shaking the whole time because I'm thinking, how am I going to stop as a defensive guy the opposing offense mm. nowadays? So the quarterbacks really did a nice job, those individuals. And generally the game, obviously it's more offensive than it has been defensive the last uh, – and offensive – yeah, offensive. Offensive. Uh, what r- would Rick Majer say against? Offense. Offensive. To clarify, this? right? Offense. Offense. Uh, yeah. With Britton Johnson banking in an elbow jumper or something. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's harder nowadays to play great defense. It just is. Uh, th- think about this. Trevor Lawrence to the Jaguars. Zach Wilson to the Jets. Mac Jones to the 49ers. Justin Fields to the Atlanta Falcons. One, two, three, four. That yeah. could happen. Yeah, for sure. That is crazy. Yeah, totally could. LJ Pearson on Twitter. Uh, yes, if the 49ers make a backroom deal with the Jets, New York may leave Zach on the table for the 49ers to scoop up in exchange for future concessions. Ooh. Ooh, like hot dogs and popcorn? Ooh. That- we, can only, we can only hope that Zach goes to the 49ers. Mixed- this is why I addressed what I addressed. I have mixed feelings on it, man. I really Goodness. do. Much rather see Zach Capono in San Francisco. Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from Go Cougs on Twitter. If they want to stick with the current quarterback, the Jets, they can have the top pick at any position, including Sewell or Kyle Pitts, the yep. tight end from Florida. Yep. They could also trade the pick, shoring up multiple positions. The market for the number two pick in this draft is probably high. See what happens uh, coming up later this month. That's awesome. Today's rise and shout-outs presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Uh, yesterday, Ryan Millar was in the house. Good to talk to Ryan, see him, gold medalist, three-time Olympian. And then John Stanley, the father of Will and John on the team, who is a 68 Olympian awesome. and played basketball at BYU here as well as, as volleyball. I took a photo with them, which is pretty fun. I was like, hey, i got to take a picture with uh, these two Olympians. You know, I know Ryan from when he was an interim yeah. head coach here, but good to see those guys. Yeah, there's the pick. And I am shorter than they are. Millar! And in terms of the Milan in the building, it's a great day. Uh, my rise shout-out goes to BYU Softball for all of the reasons we talked about in Big Deal, No Deal. They, they finally got the big victory. And good luck to gymnastics who compete in three minutes. Go! Let's go, ladies! Our thanks to today's guest, Micah Simon of the Carolina Panthers. Sorry, Dennis. For Jeremiah, I'm Spencer. Shout-out to McKenna Bowl. We'll see you this afternoon for a doubleheader of BYU Softball against Baylor. Go Cougs.